with the 12th official Bond movie, For Your Eyes Only, Roger Moore was finally given the chance to prove he could convincingly play a no-nonsense tough guy. I'm Stephen Archibald, and welcome to my movie podcast. I'm Stephen Archibald, and this is my podcast, They Came From Within, Cult Movie Reviews. The Eyes Have It, For Your Eyes Only, 1981. As promised, Albert R. Broccoli delivered a stripped-back, pared-down James Bond movie with For Your Eyes Only. He did not altogether have a choice. Even though the previous picture, Moonraker, was a huge success, its distributor United Artists had lost a fortune on the Western movie Heaven's Gate. And at the start of the 80s, the film industry was going into a decline. Still, it led to the creation of an engaging, robust screen adventure. Following the sinking of a British vessel containing a valuable missile command system, Bond is sprung into action. Yes, he's thrown into another Race Against Time mission. He must locate the automatic targeting attack communicator before the Soviets get their hands on it. Whilst carrying out his hazardous duties, Bond gets tangled up with a beautiful young woman called Melina Havelock. Her parents were murdered by a Cuban hitman who's tied up in this affair. And in an act of revenge, she's determined to eliminate him. Melina's played by the sublime French actress, Carol Bouquet, who was picked for the part on the strength of her performance in Louis Bunuel's brilliant that obscure object of desire. I must admit, the 23-year-old Miss Bouquet is rather striking, but I believe she became more beautiful as she got older. Many women do, contrary to what the Hollywood and beauty industries tell us. For the only time in the Bond franchise's history, 007's boss M did not appear, as I mentioned in my previous Bond podcast. The marvellous actor Bernard Lee died before he could film any of his scenes on this title. As a sign of respect, rather than recast his character, it was decided that M was on leave. This time round, Bond is given his orders by the Minister of Defence and the MI6 Chief of Staff. The spy who loved me 
is Roger Moore's finest Bond movie. Primarily because it supplies pure fantasy of the highest order. However, For Your Eyes Only is easily his second best outing as 007. Interestingly enough, Roger himself believed that this and The Spy Who Loved Me were his two best Bond films. He certainly gave his finest performance as Britain's leading secret agent in this one. He brings a gritty realism to his performance. Unequivocally, Bond is tough here, but Roger doesn't seem to be afraid of showing him as an aging and weary agent. As with Peter Hunt before him, John Glenn is a Bond editor who became a Bond director. He made his directorial debut on this film. And like Hunt's On Her Majesty's Secret Service and Terence Young's From Russia With Love, Glenn's movie is among the most realistic of the 007 films up to this point. Apart from Roger Moore's dislike for guns, the poor chap also suffered from vertigo. In the sequence where he had to climb a rock face, it's said he took a small amount of Valium and drank a large glass of beer. Thankfully, the stuntman, Rick Sylvester, carried out the more dangerous segments of the stunt. It was Sylvester who performed the spectacular parachute jump at the beginning of The Spy Who Loved Me. Richard Keel's much-loved character Jaws almost appeared in this film. However, John Glenn believed he wouldn't fit in with this film's more serious approach. The main villain in this adventure is a dodgy magnate called Aristotle Christatos. A part played by the suave Englishman Julian Glover who was on the shortlist to play James Bond in Live and Let Die. Another shady character who winds up helping 007 is a former smuggler called Columbo. He was played by the marvellous Chaim Topol, whom we sadly lost on the 8th of March this year, aged 87. The lovely Australian actress Cassandra Harris plays a countess who happens to be Columbo's mistress. She was married to a gentleman called Pierce Brosnan, who got to meet up with Albert R. Broccoli around this time. Brosnan made such an impression on the producer, he became a firm favourite to replace Roger Moore. A few years later, on the living daylights. Pierce could not take up the role in 1987 due to his contract 
with the TV series Remington Steel. Sticking with the Bond merry-go-round, when it was uncertain if Moore would be doing this film, Timothy Dalton was once again approached. He declined, saying he did not like the direction the series was taking. Life's neat little irony was that he was finally ready to play James Bond by the time the living daylights came round. Prior to Roger Moore confirming that he would do Fear Eyes Only, Lewis Collins and Ian Ogilvie were among the favourites to replace him. If Ogilvie had got the role, it would have meant that, for the second time in a row, a man who had played the saint on TV would have gone on to play James Bond on the big screen. Returning to Cassandra Harris on a sad note. She died of ovarian cancer on the 28th of December 1991, just 13 days after her 43rd birthday. Pierce was stepfather to Cassandra's daughter Charlotte, who tragically suffered the same fate in 2013. The fine British actor Charles Dance made his first big screen appearance in For Your Eyes Only, portraying a hulking villain called Klaus. Known the world over for playing Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones, he starred in several prestigious film and TV programs, such as White Mischief and The Jewel in the Crown. Oddly enough, Charles got to play James Bond's creator in a 1989 two-part drama called Goldeneye, The Secret Life of Ian Fleming. Bill Conti, who's undoubtedly best loved for composing several Rocky schools, did the music for this picture. For the theme tune, Conti's music was matched with lyrics by Mick Leeson. The song was performed by Sheena Easton. This talented Scottish singer became the first recording artist to appear on the opening title credits of a Bond movie. The American title artist, Maurice Binder, insisted that Sheena's visage be used. Upon first meeting her, he was so taken by her beauty that he is said to have exclaimed sometime after, I want that face. It all worked out beautifully and the theme tune received an Oscar nomination. Another striking singer, Debbie Harry, was originally supposed to record the song, but she left the project when her band Blondie were refused permission to write their own lyrics and music. You can, however, find their version of it on their 1982 album, The Hunter. Filming on For Your Eyes Only took place between September 1980 and February 1981. The movie received its premiere 
at the Odeon Leicester Square on the 24th of June 1981. It was lovely to have Bond back in an authentic milieu. My name is Stephen Archibald and thank you very much for listening to my podcast. They came from within cult movie reviews. Feel free to follow or subscribe or if you're simply tempted to listen to me another time please do. You are most welcome. Take care and goodbye for now.